0: Hello and welcome to the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. I'm Mike Parsons, I'm the CEO of Qualitants, and today we are continuing our journey into the Lean Startup. And the topic of today's episode is everything about learning. Learning is so damn essential. As you will have seen from the previous episode, the foundation of the Lean Startup is not guessing. It's not just about having ideas. It's far more, far more about execution and the key to this lean loop uh, that we talked about in the previous episode, the key to making all these iterations work is learning. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers at the start. In fact, that's the essence of working in a lean in an agile way that you won't have all the answers. However, you're on a quest to get them. So the first rule of the lean startup is don't assume anything. Uh, Make sure you test, learn, and validate. And you know what? You can actually test from day one and that's the power of lean startup. You can test things like uh, the user problem, uh, the idea you have for the solution, or how the experience of providing that solution may in fact work. And there's a great tool, set of tools actually, a set of canvases that can kind of capture all of these learnings, and they can be your North Star to keeping on track and avoiding all the pitfalls of building a new product. So I want to tell you a little bit of a, a story about this idea of challenging all assumptions. And I've um, chosen two kind of famous lean startup case studies. One is with the uh, shoe uh, retailer, Zappos, and the other is with Dropbox, sort of a file management uh, service. And both of them challenged assumptions and here's how they did it. So Zappos, um, back in the day, the idea of people actually buying their shoes online and not going into stores was kind of a crazy idea. And so Zappos could have made this huge mistake. They could have gone and bought a ton of shoes, put a ton of them in a warehouse. Can you imagine the expense of all that warehousing, distribution, inventory management, and so forth? They could have, you know, encountered all of that risk. But they did something very different. They used what we call a concierge MVP. They basically tested the idea. They actually went and really just tested this whole assumption. Uh, Would people actually buy shoes online? So here's what they did. They went out and they built a very simple, rough uh, and ready website and they held absolutely zero inventory. In fact, one of the founders made a deal with a local wholesale shoe provider that they could photograph all their inventory and if someone bought it online, they would actually go to the uh, the shoe company and uh, purchase the shoes there and then uh, ship them off to the customer of zappos.com. Now, at first sound this sounds really crazy to do what we call this concierge MVP where you're basically doing everything by hand and obviously one of the issues would be you'd be making very little money but that wasn't really the point. The point of this test, of this little experiment, was how can we, in a low-risk way, test the assumption that people want to build shoes, buy shoes online? And so at a certain point, they got so much interest, so many people buying that they knew, hang on a second, we're on something. But they only invested in all that subsequent infrastructure and people once they challenged the assumption, once they tested once they learned, once they validated. And they use this idea of a concierge MVP. And this is essential lean startup thinking. But let's take it even a level further with Dropbox. They didn't even concierge their experience or their service. They made a demo video, which they published in September 15, 2008. And it was a fake product. This product could not be downloaded and used. It was a mood video, it was a concept video. The prototype was inside of the video, nobody could use it and they published it and hundreds and hundreds of people saw it and literally overnight, they got tens of thousands of people signing up on their wait list for the product because just seeing the video was so exciting, it solved such a problem for them that they've got files all over the place and they need some way to synchronize all these different files. Dropbox knew instantly that they had a hit. They hadn't deployed the software. They hadn't incurred all that cost. They made a demo. And you know this is what we call the Wizard of Oz MVP, another great lean startup concept. And this is all about just creating the illusion of the actual product that you intend to build. But you build a, a quick video just to check, hey, do people really want this? And this goes at the heart of Lean Startup and this idea of that we should always be learning. So what I want to do for you now is give you a little framework of three sets of tests that you can be using all the time. And I hope that this helps you uh, kind of frame the sort of tests and so that whatever stage you're at, you can apply some of these tests so that you don't make the assumptions that lead to bad products. All right, so what are these types of tests? First one you can do is you can kind of test, do users really have the problem? You can test what kind of overall need or jobs to be done does this fulfill? And you can start to play around with what if this solution existed, would you be interested? And all of these can be tested in surveys and interviews or what's formally called uh, quantum qual research. And so the great news here is you can dip your toe in and actually see if there is uh, um, some some leading indicators, if you will, as to whether this problem really exists. Now, let's assume you did those. The next thing you could go and do is start to actually test your product idea. Now, we talked about some of the the concierge and uh, Wizard of Oz MVPs. Some other things that are really classic lean startup thinking, you could create a landing page, for the product, which isn't li- which isn't available yet, but you can test demand through the landing page. Another one that can be really valuable is you could set up a, a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter page for the product, where you actually ask people to donate. And look, frankly, if people see this proposition and aren't prepared to donate, well, then maybe you need a different product. So the the whole idea here is that without building the actual product itself. This second bucket uh, gives you the chance of testing your product idea without that time, effort, and investment. And the key thing here is that Eric Ries, the author of Lean Startup, he's like, you only want to build it once you know there's real interest, demand, desire for it. And so very often people build products that are not solving a problem that users actually have or maybe it is solving a problem that's not very big. All of these tests that I've just mentioned will help you get a better feeling for, is this a problem worth solving? And it's a really important concept. Is this a problem worth solving? Now, let's assume you did a little bit of a survey and an interview. You tested the product idea. Now you want to shift into a different type of testing, some sort of prototype testing. And there's two uh, things you want to test for here. The first one is you want to test... Uh, can users get the task completed that's at the core, the essence of your product. And if you're building software, you know I would really encourage you to use Envision or Adobe XD to put together um, a mock-up, a prototype, sort of a model or a sketch of the solution that you're envisioning. And you will actually ask the users to complete the task by clicking through on this uh, digital prototype. Very good indicator. If you can see that users can get the job done, get the task completed, it's a very good indicator that you've actually got a product worth building. Now, if you wanna really go a step further, you can start to write some code and build what we call a minimum viable product. And I think obviously you wanna ask uh, users to complete a task, but the thing you're measuring for in this sort of test is a bit, more sophisticated. You actually want to look at how satisfied users are and how likely they might be to recommend this experience. It doesn't have to be flashy, not at all, but it's got to be so good at getting an important job done and helping them complete a task that even without all that polish, the experience is so fundamentally valuable that they would recommend it. And you're often going to be doing that with some some early adopters now. That's the end of the third bucket. So you can, your third bucket is building prototypes. Uh, Your second bucket is bringing, uh, testing the product idea. Uh, Maybe some concierging, um, maybe some Wizard of Oz is is relevant for your idea. Or you can even go really early stage and just do some interviews and surveys. All of these will be captured uh, in something that we call a, a value proposition canvas, when we focus on the problem solution fit, like, okay, customer has a problem. What are we proposing? Does it actually relieve their pains? Does it create their gains? And um, this is a really important canvas. I can't tell you how much I use th- these, uh, these two canvases. The first one being the lean um, business canvas and the second one being the value prop canvas. These are really essential. Now I mentioned the lean business canvas. This is a zoom out from the value prop canvas. So value prop canvas is really gonna give you problem solution. If you go into the lean business canvas, you'll see everything from cost structure and revenues, but don't worry about all of these things. What is important to know, this is like the new form of the business plan and each of the areas and the, the, you know, depending on which version of the canvas you're using, you're gonna see roughly nine or 10 boxes on the canvas. Each of those contain things that you can test. And if you're always testing, you're always learning. And that's how you avoid making assumptions. And you can start with certainty to go about building a product that is really worth building and delighting your customers, making sure you've got the right tech, but also make sure that there's a really good economic model inside of your product. All right, now, you're probably very interested in these canvases. Well, you know you can pop over to bottomup.io where you can get all the information in the world around lean startup, design thinking, uh, agile software methodology, you name it, it's all there. So bottomup.io. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. That's a wrap.